Shut up and sit down. Hello, strangers, and welcome to Strangers in a Cinema. I'm co-host Grace, and I'm here with co-host Paul. You did it. Yeah. You opened the show, Grace. Well <laughs> done. I can see everyone at home probably being excited. They're like, I bet Paul, that means Paul's off. We'll probably enjoy the show. I'd have damn oh, sight more. Surprise. But no, sorry, listeners, I'm still here. Grace, thanks for opening the show. How thanks. are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm tinged with sadness, I think, oh. a little bit today, because this is the last Strangers in a Cinema show, pause for effect, from this room. Oh. <laughs> So yes, I, as listeners will be aware, and as you certainly were, I move on Monday, so we'll be moving uh, the studio. Hopefully we'll have a bit more space, because it's got a, a, a touch cramped in this room, I'd have to say, for two of us, but it's it's all good, it's all good. It's all good, um, yeah. yeah. Quieter place. So it may mean that we are off next week, um, but it depends how I get on with unpacking and whatnot. I mm. will I will prioritise getting the uh, the microphones <laughs> and whatnot set up, but probably we'll probably, I would say... I'll prioritise that. I'll prioritise that over some things. Yeah. What I will make sure is that I have a place to sleep and a sofa to sit on. Yeah, probably. And, you know, all those kind of cool things. So, yeah. depending on where I am in the unpacking of my telly, house. Um, films. Telly. Watching films. Watching films really yeah. is a priority above yeah. talking about them. Well, I'm quite excited because I, I get to decide what to do with the AV setup all over again. So, do I warm out the TV? Do I not warm out the TV? Let's say that. That's pretty much the decision. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Where does the TV go? Exactly. That's that. I mean, that's generally my focus every time I move into a new place. Is yeah. Where does the TV go? Yeah. Like, the, and it'll of be course. the first. It'll be the first thing that's set up. The, the sofa will wait or yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah. But then it's generally they don't So yeah. So yeah. So we're leaving this this studio yeah. in Dunny Ears um, for a bigger. It was definitely a bigger room we'll be doing it in. So yeah. That's quite cool, and hopefully with slightly better acoustics as well because. Uh, anyone, there's no one listening. I don't think has been here, but the rooms, this room is quite high ceiling, so it is. it's a little bit echoey at times. Yeah. And yeah. More excitingly, yeah. We won't be next to a main road anymore. No, no, we'll be next to just a really quiet little sleepy village. Yes. Where sometimes someone will go, Rah! just come out the pub, and then everyone will be like, "Be quiet, Roger," or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do I need to watch out for Roger in Nightcrawl? Yeah. What, okay. uh, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? What just in general? You huh. told me. I want to know. No, you see, you told me a fascinating story when you got here. Queen wasps. Who oh, what at my What's office going on there? at work? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, basically, it kind of started last week. Like I went to see Alien Forty. Yeah. Yeah. So then I've got a new job, and my colleague said, "Oh, that's one of my favourite." films of all time and then she lent me this book about jonesy the cat and his right. little basically first person perspective I saw that on social media yeah before. right <laughs> so then and she's I, I work in a museum and she's like the curatorial lady so she one of she cleans all the stuff you know the, the old stuff she makes sure okay, it's all yeah. right i've forgotten the name of it yeah. cleaning lady I don't want to call her a cleaning lady because she does a lot more no, than that. She looks up, if she's cleans the exhibits, precious then, artifacts. Yeah, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. So today I was in my office. It's quite a very old building. Uh, it's over 150 years old. And to my surprise, I hear some buzzing and two queen bees emerge from the windows. And I'm wasps like... Wasps or bees? What was not bees. Sorry, wasps. wasps. They okay. were wasps. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm going to get stung by some queen wasps. They're humongous. Their legs are like three inches long. So I run down. I'm like, help, lady. 
Her name's Cheryl. Are they really that big? I it was like that I've ever big. I've ever, the legs were that big. You can't really see no. listeners, but yeah, they were really like orangey, and it was just, and because they've just emerged from their long sleep, they're really like sleepy and just like I've got to find somewhere to lay my eggs, mate. So I was like, could you tell me what these are because I don't know if they're hornets or queen wasps. So she was like, oh, they're wasps, and then so she got one of them, slapped it, and then the next one, she's like, right. I'm going to do a Ripley in Aliens 2. So she went and got the Hoover and sucked the other one off the ceiling into <laughs> into space. Oh, well, by space, Henry the Hoover. Hoover. Yeah. So Henry the Hoover, on a side note, is capable of hoovering up literally anything. Yeah, he like is. anything. And also, they never seem to get full. No. And you can hoover up. I think I hoovered up at work the other day. I'm pretty sure I hoovered up some screws. Yeah. Uh, some coins. Yeah. Uh, and I've never had to fix a Henry the Hoover once. No, no, I missed my Henry the Hoover. I had to leave it in my last place. I hoovered up a potato with a Henry Hoover once. You know. You hoovered up a potato with a Henry Hoover. Yeah. On that note, should we get back to the task? Yeah. Um, maybe they should do an animated film about Henry the Hoover. We've had an Angry we've had an Angry Birds animated movie, so why not Henry the Hoover? Why not? Be a bit like Brum. Do you remember that show? It would be a bit like Brum. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It would probably be exactly like Brum, but with yeah. a Hoover instead of a <laughs> yeah. car. Was Brum a car? He was a car. Yeah, was a yeah. Car. yeah. So that was filmed on um, Borton on the Water. No, it wasn't. That's what my mum used to tell me. But it was Bir- Birmingham. Because it was Brum. Was it? I don't know. Listeners, clarify this. Was Brum yeah. filmed in Borton on the Water or Birmingham? I, I imagine Borton on the Water. It's a lovely place if you haven't yeah, been there. Yeah, Bird World. But, yeah, we're digressing somewhat. <laughs> right. Yes, we are digressing. Completely digressing from... Queen wasps and bees to Brum yeah. the car yeah. uh, from Borton on the Water, apparently. Banter. Uh, right, but banter indeed. <laughs> uh, right, getting back to task. Um, what we've got for you in this week's show, we've got what we've been watching. Uh, we've got a feature review, which is Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if anyone noticed that came out. No. I always make the Marvel films come out because they always sneak under the radar. They really do. Um, and then we have our top five. I think we might have done, we've certainly done bottom five comic book films before. We might have even done top five comic book films way back when. But we've never done top five MCU films. I know, and there's 22 so of them. I think most people out there are aware of what the MCU is. Uh, yeah. Grace, if they're not, do you want to fill people in on what what is the um, stipulation for our top five this week? Has to have been part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with Iron Man 1. And that... Incredible Hulk. No. That's part of the MCU. No. It's got a, po- it's got a cameo. It's got a post... It's got a post-credits cameo of Nick Fury in. I would argue Incredible Hulk is part of the MCU. It's not, though. It is. It's, it's canon. not, though. It's canon. No. And General Ross is in it, and he comes back later. Bloody hell, is it, though? Because it's not... I can see your face. I can basically... No. I just can't see Grace's face. Grace because is it's going, released by Universal. But it's still part not... of the MCU. Hmm. I... I'm on the fence about that, Paul. I'm not going to fight you about it because it's probably on your list now, so you're just fighting. It's not. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Incredible Hulk would be on anyone's right, top listeners, five MCU list. So listeners, let I us would know. say that I see where you're coming from because it is a different studio. And it's Edward Norton as, but as Hulk. It, it is a different studio, but Samuel Jackson makes a cameo at the end, does he not? Or is it Tony Stark? Someone makes a cameo at the end yeah. of Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And General Ross returns in one of the Captain America films. I want to say Civil War or possibly Avengers. Hmm. But the Hulk Played by the same back. character. Mm, well. Okay. Well, so research think, okay. that. I think it's canon if it's not even strictly... If it's not strictly MCU, I would say it's regarded as canon, personally. 
Mm, I don't think so, but that's fine. Okay, good. We can be we'll divided on this issue, much we'll like the that. Brexit debate that's being debated yes. so sometime, and finalised. Sometime during the show, in about 20 minutes' time, we'll know uh, the result of um, Theresa May's yet another Brexit vote, but we won't go into that. But there might be a live feed on my phone to see what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so... Run down the show again. So what we've been watching, re- feature review of Captain Marvel and top five MCU films. Yeah. Um, right, Grace, what have you been watching? I've been watching a mixture of stuff, really, this last week. Old, new, somewhere in between. Okay. Eclectic genres. Are you going to tell I'm us what? I'm going to start <laughs> off with one of the worst films I've seen in the last five years, which is um, an Australian film called friends foes and fireworks okay as you know i'm you know a big pro low budget indie film and what people can do on a budget and you know whatever like it's everyone's creative passion idea but this film basically was about it's set in melbourne from what i can gather the director filmed it in a day it's set on new year's eve so he shoots it like the whole thing on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. Four four or five friends, I can't even remember. They're all somehow linked to the acting industry. One of them who's got a bit of anxiety is hosting the friends for New Year's Eve. And then one of the friends has just returned from the UK with a new beau called Taryn, who apparently is from Manchester, but like... It is the worst English accent I've heard since Shia LaBeouf's English accent in Nymphomania. He's like, all right, my name's Taryn. I'm from Manchester. Oh, this is my first time in Australia. He's Australian. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) but there was like a bit of a, sometimes he'll go, isn't it? And you're like, oh, is that your English accent? Isn't it? (laughs) So, yeah, that was like, so that kind of kept me on a sort of tense, like, what is this person? Is it going to? like transpire that they all don't understand like that he's australian is he gonna reveal like is there gonna be a big twist anyway it was so poorly scripted some the acting was questionable the cinematography was so bad like because you know like australia's sunny on in december and like the exposure was just so fucking awful and it it was just and i know i know it's a low budget film fine but just have good cinematography, good actors, good scripts. It's all I need. It's all I need from a low-budget film. And this was just not good at all. And I kept losing track of, like... It was like watching... I, I wrote a review of it which said, if I've ever watched an hour-long episode of Neighbours, I could imagine what this, what that would be like now I've seen this film. Right, so not good then? No. Not good. Remind us of the title of that one again, just so we can avoid it. <laughs> Friends, Foes and Fireworks. Friends, Foes and Fireworks. The animation sequence at the be- the title credits animation is really good. Okay, That's so there is what- a positive though. There's a positive and um, yeah, I would like to go to Australia for New Year's because it looks warm. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. But you've taken two positives away yeah, from Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I found a worse British accent than Shia LaBeouf in Nymphomaniac, which I thought would be difficult, but... Actually, yeah, I, I need to see Nymphomaniac to be fair. Yeah, I will watch it. I will watch it. But before I get to Nymphomaniac, though, uh, yeah, I watched uh, the latest effort from Michael Moore by me, uh, yeah. Fahrenheit 11 9, yeah, um, which is kind of advertised as kind of a skewering of Donald Trump, hmm. um, and to an extent, it is, it is that, uh, and it's very effective at doing that. Although Donald Trump tends to skewer himself, 
Yeah. In all honesty. But also, in fairness to Michael Moore, um, it's more of a wider kind of takedown of the capitalist system in general. And actually what I quite like about this is the fact that he's not afraid to go after Democrats as much as he is after Trump and Republicans. That's good. Um, he tends to go after um, the centre ground politics. Um, and he certainly he isn't afraid of, of going after Obama either. Um, oh, he brilliant. Co- he goes into the, the Flint, the scandal of the poison drinking water in Flint, Michigan, which I didn't really know anything about before this, I'll be entirely honest, where the governor of Michigan, to save money, decided they were going to move the drinking water supply away from clean water to a dirty old river, uh, put it through some polluted pipes, and then a large percentage, if not all of the population of Flint, Michigan, ended up with elevated levels of lead in their bloodstream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a number of people died of Legionnaires' disease, and it was yep. all pretty shit, yep. uh, for want of a better word. Uh, and then uh, the governor decided it was fine, so he did this kind of stunt where he takes a sip of Flint water and says it's fine. Uh, President Obama turns up, everyone's like, hooray, Obama's here, he's going to sort this out. Pulls exactly the same stunt as the, the governor of uh, the governor does so yeah it paints everyone in kind of a bad light and i think it looks as it looks more at the reasons as to how trump's got into power and i think that the point it makes is the fact that not that all these people voted for trump yeah but the point michael moore's trying to make is the fact that the political class have kind of ignored and done what they please and don't really stand for anything other than their own self-interest mm. and what that means is not that more people end up voting for trump mm. it's just more people end up staying at home and not voting at all yeah so that i think is is a really interest is is the kind of tap he's going at with it but yeah. i will say it's i mean at times it's fucking depressing yeah but other times actually it's quite full of hope he looks at um Os- oscasia cortez i think her name right, is right yeah yeah uh, and so the 29 year old congresswoman who's yep. he's been elected recently yeah. uh, and a number of other he looks at the um the victims of the the, the school shooting mm. um that have come out that have come out fighting the the gun fighting for gun control yeah um, and he looks at, he looks at that and he so he, there is there is elements of hope in there which is quite nice which yeah, seems yeah. of hope for the future it's not all bleak yeah uh but no it's it's an it Arguably a little on the long side, um, and it's because it focuses on a number of different things. I think it, it occasionally gets a little bit rambling, but my God, when it when it hits the mark, it really yeah. hits the mark. It's and great. I think what makes a good documentary is a, a fair opinion on all sides and all. Kind yeah, of and I think it's yeah, I think it's it's almost too easy just to go after Trump. To yeah, honest, exactly. He's an obvious target. I think you do need to look, and it looks at how Clinton should have perhaps should have well definitely should have campaigned in areas she thought were safe democratic yeah. seats, and actually. Like, I've always thought, I, I don't really like how Clinton is kind of built up as this kind of incredible figure, because ultimately mm. she lost, she managed to lose an election to Donald Trump. Oh yeah, Trump. completely. Like, that's where I stand And if there. they'd all voted Bernie, yeah, they yeah. would have been fine. Well, exactly. well I mean, that's exactly. my so, just my opinion, yo. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty much with you, to be fair. So yeah, it's a fascinating documentary. Sometimes rambling, but when it hits, it's fantastic. So overall, yeah. overall well worth your time. It's, I want to watch that. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. Michael Moore back. Back on course. Sounds yeah, it sounds yeah. like yeah, good, good, uh, yeah. good, th- well thought out journalism. Yes. Um, what else have I been watching? I watched. You didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> 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 I just, yeah, enough you've about Michael the show, Moore. You've the show, no, you Another Michael yeah. <laughs> that I love is Michael Douglas. Right. Okay. I watched the game for the first time. I fucking love the game. Blew my mind when I first watched that film. I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this film? Like, honestly, like, I loved it, but, like, that whole, the whole end, I was like, don't, I loved it because it was keeping you guessing to the end, but then when the big reveal happens, you're like, how? 
how did that Don't question happen? it. I mean, yeah, if you start questioning it, it kind of falls apart yeah. under the weight of its own... It's breakaway glass. Don't but... worry about it. <laughs> oh, good game, wasn't it? It's a bit like escape, like what Escape Room was trying to yeah. do, but Escape Room yeah. was a lot sadder. So, spoiler warning, if anyone hasn't seen the game, um, yeah, listen, sort of, listen, put your ears away now, because if you yeah. haven't seen it, the twist of... if you. It's a it's a film entirely almost dependent on the effectiveness of its twist. Yeah. But Michael Douglas essentially gets gifted this corporate experience. Yeah. And that's supposed to be this like immersed, like in completely immersive game, a bit like Panic Room actually, in fairness. Yeah. And then things start to go wrong from him, and you're like, and basically it's Game Night. Yeah. If you've seen Game Night, that's basically okay. what. Um, have you seen Game no, Night? No, I haven't. Yet? Okay, seen game you night. need to watch Game Night after watching okay. the game because that's what Game Night is. Okay. Totally riffing on the game. It's okay. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, it's like this totally immersive experience. Shit goes bad, and you're like. But is it the game or isn't it the game? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it isn't. And then it is. And then it isn't. Who's in on it? And it isn't. Then it is. And it goes on like that for quite a while. Who's an actor? Who's not? What's going on? Just as you think, oh, it isn't or it is. I'm not going to spoil, not entirely spoil the ending. It pulls the wall from under you again. I didn't see it come in when when they did it, in fairness. No. No. Did you like it overall, though? Yeah, it was, it was, was, yeah, it was pretty hilarious, to be honest. I did laugh hard when the ending came about. Laughed at the game. I did laugh at okay. the game. You love game. But now. in a good way. Like yeah. in a kind of, oh, I'm glad like that got resolved. You know? Yeah. Because I, mean, I was cause... like, because I thought it was going to go one way and I thought it was going to be a lot more like, oh, kind of thing. But then I was like, <laughs> if you, as I said, if you start thinking about it, you're like, yeah, how of course. they organise this game? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. You know? So, uh, yeah. But how, how, what, they crash a taxi into the water. What the hell? It all um, looks great as well because it's David Fincher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was surprised it was a Fincher film. It's not a Fincher film. Uh, I think maybe I've seen all of Fincher's films now. Who knows? Um, yes, yeah, so I watched that. What else have you been watching? Um, Whoa! I watched... What did you watch? I don't know, I've just lost enthusiasm because I just remembered the film. Because uh, oh, I haven't yeah. watched much this week because I've been packing. And then I thought... And then we were we were messaging last night, um, mm. saying, "Oh, Netflix! Sometimes they manage to find a really interesting still from a film, yeah, and a film that seems to have an interesting premise, and yeah. then it turns out it's rubbish." Yeah. Uh, Await further instructions. Uh, yeah. It's a British horror, I think. Oh or God. Directed by Johnny Kavokian. Oh God, why did you do that? Have you seen this? No. Uh, starring uh, someone I recognised, uh, oh. a, a young guy called Sam Gittins, who was right. in a fantastic short film called Driftwood. Okay. Um, directed by James Weber, um, yeah. which if, which is a segue to saying if you haven't found Driftwood, go and find Driftwood. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so I recognised him from that. He is about the only good performance in this. So basically, the premise is uh, there's a, a family Christmas. Um, a young lad comes in with his uh, with his girlfriend. Uh, and they, they don't get on with the family. The family seems to be a bunch of racist bigots. Uh, there's some tension over Christmas. And then they wake up on, I think it's Christmas Eve night. And there's like a big metal shell just come down over the house and you can't get out. Oh, so it's a bit like The Purge or something. Similar, yeah. yeah. Similar in that kind of way. So that's kind of cool. Um, I, I like that premise. I was just like, okay, I'm, in, I'm into this now. And then board, yeah. they are then receiving instructions via the TV set. Huh. Um, so the father, who's like the alpha male figure um, and not a great actor in all honesty, mm. uh, kind of takes over the family and is like, and then and then they follow the instructions on the TV, but everything oh. is not as it seems. What a surprise! I love games like that um, at Christmas though. I've got a Martin yeah. Kemp get music quiz. They can go. Is it this it's one? It's a little bit darker it? than that, to be honest. It's Martin, Martin Kemp yeah. presenting it, no. Yeah, so basically, and then, the, well, basically, it's only text on the screen that says this is um, an emergency, and then they get sent, and then the early doors, they get sent some syringes, and like, will they use them, will they not? Uh, 
So the premise is kind of cool. Um, but the characters are just stupid. Like, there's no way anyone would accept at face value what was going on because they immediately go, oh, it must be an emergency. We must be under quarantine. I'm like, that's not how a quarantine system would work. You wouldn't mm. just have this weird black metal shell that comes mm. over the house. And then they immediately just blindly follow instructions on the TV and do everything they're told. And then bad shit starts happening. Yeah. And at the end, like, I think I said, I've said before, I like films that take a swing and miss. Yeah. I normally prefer they take a swing and miss. And if it misses, I'll give it a bit more credit. But this misses the mark so wildly, like, yeah. it gets a bit Cronenberg-y, like Hellraiser, kind of Tetsuo kind of thing. There's like... Right. There's like the, the that TV, sounds amazing. The TV has like a beating heart and then <gasps> like all this weird shit happens. This sounds fucking insanely good. It's not, unfortunately. Like... I'm going to watch the time it. it. But the, my problem with it is all that stuff, all that stuff is cool. I like that. But it feels so out of kilter with the tone of the rest of the film that when it happens, you're like... What? Like, okay, oh, well done, I didn't see that coming. It'll take you by surprise. It does make you um, wonder about Netflix, where like they've got their claws on their website. Like, if you want to pitch us a film, we only pick up people that we know or who have a liable agent. And it's like, who do you know? But, like, why did you pre- get this on your channel? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Why is this allowed? Yeah, so it wasn't great, to be honest. Okay, fair I enough. Sorry about that. I through it, I have to say. Soz. So. It's not your fault. You no, I didn't it, make so. it. I appreciate the apology, though. Yeah, sorry. Maybe I'll save that apology for a future recommendation. Yeah. Or when you realise that Incredible Hulk is part of the MCU. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> hell, man. Okay. What else have I been watching? Um, oh, I watched a film called Howl. Have you seen that? No. British horror. Okay. British horror. Better than Await Further Instructions? I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, you've seen it. <laughs> low budget. Um, yeah. It's about a ticket in... Um, inspector, young guy, and his cocky colleague's like, hey, you didn't get your promotion, meh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm a bit bummed out about that, actually. So he's got to do the red-eye train. Is that what it's called in Britain? I don't know. I'm going to call it that anyway. Um, between arse end of nowhere to the arse end of nowhere. Um, load of horrible people on a train actually you know he's trying to inspect their tickets and they're like fuck you and oh how dare you you're looking at my tits like every, everyone is foul on this train you're like god i wish this I hope this train crashes because all these people <laughs> i really don't care if any of them die because they're just the worst people um train crashes um sean pertwee is the train driver i hope i got that right i think it's sean pertwee um and then he goes missing almost instantly so everyone's like what's happening and then a load of arguing ensues and there is something very mysterious and they're all in the middle of nowhere on a broken down train and they've all just got to get on and fight for their lives. It's good. Yeah? Yeah. It's called Howl. H-O-W-L. So is it, it sounds like they've made quite a good use of, is it all set in like the carriage? Mostly the carriages, yeah, so yeah and a bit outside the carriage. A single location and a wood. Is normally the best way to do it. Carriage and a wood. Okay. Some dodgy CGI, like the, like the exterior of the train going along the tracks, you're a bit like, is this a Mighty Boosh episode? But <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, it was fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was stupid. It was Where a bit like it? Splinter. I like Splinter. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit like that, but British. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that kind of tone, I guess. Did yeah. we find out what happens to Sean Pertwee's driver at the end? Oh, you find out pretty quickly. Okay. Like, it's the catalyst for what it you know what ensues Good. i don't want to reveal too much because i think you'd like it okay. so you yeah, know. thank you because i thought you wouldn't like the for wait for instructions okay. that's why i've just spoiled the whole film for you and everyone else thank you so yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah no i recommend how it's yeah. on um 
Ugh, I don't like promoting Amazon, but it's on Prime at okay, the moment. Cool. It's on Prime. I will find it. Cool. Um, the next film I want to talk about that I've watched is a film that I've got a horrible feeling I've talked about before, so I'm, oh. not, I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to move on. Have you seen anything else? <laughs> Started watching Russian Doll. It's not really a movie, but it's got Natasha Leone in it. And she's just like from New York and she just wakes up every day doing the same fucking thing at her party. <laughs> that was my New York accent. It's not very good. They don't really talk like New Yorkers anymore in New York anyway. No. But yeah, no, it's, it's um, produced by that. Amy Poehler. So I was like, yeah. well, story by Amy Poehler and Natasha Leone. If you haven't seen it already, um, it's just about this girl who's a woman, I guess, because she's 36 and um, she gets hit by a car after a birthday party and then just keeps reliving the birthday party every day. So it's a bit like Groundhog Day with a bridge of 40 woman. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's a slow start because you've started watching it as well, haven't you? I've started watching it, yeah. It was fine. I was quite enjoying it. I liked the premise. And then yeah. I got busy and did something else. Yeah. Um, not not at any, not through any fault of the show. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I've watched something on Netflix as well this what? week. Most of it. Uh, the new Wicked Gervais thing, Afterlife. Oh, yeah, that's on my uh, to watch list. Yeah, it's funny in play. It's very funny in places. For me, it's a more effective comedy than it is drama, mm. um, without a shadow of a doubt. I think the more dramatic scenes. Uh, basically, Ricky Gervais's character, his wife passes away of cancer, uh, and he's a miserable fucker, uh, understandably so, and mm. is kind of looking at giving up. Um, and it's just horrible to everyone because he doesn't see the point of going on. Yeah. It's kind of the concept of it. Uh, Ricky Gervais is good at this kind of character. I don't really get the impression that he's acting, to be no, honest. No, no. Um, it's amusing in places. If you don't like Ricky Gervais, then this won't change your mind. If mm. you do like Ricky Gervais, you'll probably love this. Uh, yeah, as I said, I, I don't. the emotional side of it, though, I think is quite clumsily handled and very, very overwrought in places. I mean, right. it's the kind of thing that you need to, for me, needs a, a, deft, a deft touch. And I yeah. don't think Gervais has necessarily got that. Yeah. Um. I think maybe he would need the input of a Mr. Stephen Merchant. Right. Um. Yeah. To to get that, but for what it is, I I still I still had a good time with it. I'm not overly criticising no. it. I just don't really get. I've seen a lot of hype on social media for this, and a lot of hype from everyone, including Ricky Gervais. In fact, who says it's the best thing it's done. The best thing he's done. Yeah. It's not. That's no. the office. Um, yeah. And that will probably be the best thing he's done ever. Has done. Full stop. Yeah. Even if he lives to the hundred and fifty. Apart from managing Swade for that little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I wasn't aware he managed Swade. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For a little bit. Apart yeah. from managing Swade. Yeah. yeah. That's mental. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fine. diverting. Diverting. When you should have been watching um, Umbrella Academy all this time, really. Yeah. Or more films because I've only watched or more two films. this week. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. I'm TV wise, streaming wise, I've got two things I'm really excited about that are coming out, um, which I'll probably talk about on our next podcast because they will have been out, which is Trashy, Trashiness, Santa Clarita Diet. That's my. Oh, I fucking hate that. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. It's like Desperate Housewives, right. but with a zombie, and yeah. I fucking get it. And, 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 like, this is like, oh my God, this is such a girly series, is it? I fucking get it. But, you know, it's, um, it's horror. But with like Desperate Housewives, yeah, I, I liked Desperate Housewives, I and I like horror. I don't blame Fair you. Enough. I understand because <laughs> um, Thingy Olyphant is really irritating. I just like Drew Barrymore in it, and the um, the kid, and some of the characters around him. But yeah, the husband's really irritating, so I get it. But then also, American God season two is coming out, and I'm fucking pumped. Seen American God season one? No. Holy shit, Paul! Get on it. It's on Prime. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's going to blow your mind. It's so 
oh, it's so like on a level of just like, whoa, and it's got Ian McShane, Julian Anderson, Ricky Whittle from Hollyoaks, which you wouldn't expect in a big like American TV series. And I was watching that, but I was just going, who is this guy? Oh, it's Ricky Whittle from Hollyoaks. Weird. But it's good. It's good really for, good. Good for Ricky. And I'll let, and the book's really good, Neil Gaiman. I imagine it is quite good, to be fair. Yeah, so, yeah. do it, do it. I'll give, you, it. That. I'll give okay. you that, even though it's got Ricky... Ricky Whittle. Ricky Whittle in it. Yeah. Right, enough about Ricky Whittle. Uh, we'll be back after this break with our feature review of the latest MCU film, Captain Marvel. Da, 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 da. I don't know why I'm doing the Avengers theme there, but I couldn't think of the MCU uh, of Captain Marvel theme. It just went out of my head. So, um, yeah. I'm not going to rescue you from that one. I no, just don't. You're looking at me, just going, say something, Paul. Yeah, going to. yeah. I'm just not very know. good at these interleading bits. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, but are people going to think we're doing Trigger Happy TV? <laughs> Not just doing the Elastica song from. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, Captain Marvel happened. Captain Marvel, set this one up for us, Grace. Um, what do I need to set up? Fucking. What's the What's the concept? Okay. Who's in it? Who directed it? What's the cheesy what's Brie Larson? <laughs> <laughs> Brie Larson from. Oscar winning Brie Larson of Room, not yeah. The Room, with Tommy Wiseau. Don't get confused. It's the one with um, Jason Trimbley as the little kid. The book's yeah, really Jacob good. Trimbley, yeah, yeah. So she plays um, the Viz, who is um, a Cree soldier, um, fights with Jude Law in space. She's getting flashbacks of some things. She crashes to Earth. We get to see amazing de-aged Nick Fury and Agent Coulson. Big up Agent Coulson. Love you, Clark Gregg, for life. (laughs) Um, And as she's on Earth, she slowly starts to unravel. Am I a Kree soldier? What is my past? Who's my real... What is my real name? Who are my friends? Who are my enemies? Why is Jude Law not blue like the rest of the Kree? Will we ever know? Um, That's a really good question. (laughs) And it was amazing, and yeah, I don't want, I don't want to do spoilers yet because it's not really been out a week. But um, no. but I yeah, I thought it was um that that's the plot really, and yeah. uh, you know she turns into Captain Marvel eventually. But how does she get there? Find out by watching it. So this is directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who yeah. are people. Um, are you familiar with any of their work? At all? No, no, they I'm just not. do These some two... sort of indie These indie are... films, which is good. It's another. Yeah. I do I do like the way Marvel grasps people from yeah. From indie, yeah, not obs- obscurity would be unfair because I'm sure they're not obscure. No, to get Marvel's but they've been working but, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way they grab, they do grab directors from this. Um, so yeah, before we get into what we thought, we'll have a little clip. How long do you plan to be in town? Oh, I'll be out of your hair as soon as I track down the scrolls that are infiltrating your planet. Scrolls? Shapeshifters. They can transform to any life form down to the DNA. Oh boy, you guys don't have any clue, do you? Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. How do we know you're not one of those shapeshifters? Congratulations, Agent Fury. You have finally asked a relevant question. Oh, congratulations to you, Star Force lady. You're under arrest. Cool, that was good, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. It was very good. Um, So, yeah, Captain Marvel. So, I 
my relationship with the MCU is I, I enjoy the MCU films. I've seen them all. I make a point of going to see them at the cinema. Yeah, good. But I tend to I do tend to blow hot and cold sometimes with mm. some of them. As mm. much as I think Marvel do a decent job of most of them, I think some of them are guilty of. I find some of them at times repetitive and mm. superior fatigue. Occasionally does set in for me. Mm. Um, I have to say. Okay. But that being said. Still, most for the most part, I'm not one of these people who just goes, No, I'm not watching another superhero film or, or this or that. Yeah, and I, you know, last year's output I thought was good, Black Panther was all right, yeah, and then uh, Infinity War was great, so yeah, yeah. so that's kind of where I, I come into them. You're yeah. a bigger fan than me, I think. I well, would say, I was having possibly. this talk with my mum the other day because she was just like, Oh, well, we all just read, you know, the Beano and Dandy, not all this modern stuff, and I was like. Like, Spider-Man's been around for, like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? I used to have this when I worked in cinema. Like, oh, I can't be dealing with these silly superhero characters. It's like, come on. Some of these characters were around when you were young. Like, can't come off it. Yeah. Uh, Beano, whatever. Whatever. Are you, gonna be, are you inspired by fucking Beano? Uh, I read it as a kid, I think. But, yeah. But then I also would read Spider-Man. Dander. Yeah, exactly. So, come on. Dander's pretty cool. <sighs> All right. Well, anyway... But I'm not. I'm not the enemy anyway, here. I'm not saying no, they're any better or worse no, than Spider-Man. That I'm just no. saying they're they're all they're all you got know. their place. They're but you know, place. as as someone who does it, who's I mean, I dip into comics, but I wouldn't like when I was young. Like American culture wasn't really part of my upbringing. I didn't really know about comics. I was an only child with a single parent who was mum, so it was kind of like just girl stuff. So I didn't really read comic books. They weren't introduced into my life. So I've come to this with more of a watching the films and then reading yeah. the comics as a result as opposed to i know a lot of like you know 60 percent of this audience are probably you know people who've been reading comics since they were really fucking little and then they're like awesome captain marvel you know even when the avengers was announced i know like loads of people were like wow they're doing the avengers that's amazing yeah. fucking i never thought i'd see that on screen in my lifetime you know so so yeah but yeah so i'm a fan for sure yeah but i think yeah so Sort of to contextualise that, yeah, just to contextualise kind of expectate weight of expectation yeah. on every time a Marvel film comes out. Yeah. Uh, something we haven't mentioned yet is it's the first female-led MCU film. Yeah, which um, I I personally like wasn't I you know I get like the marketing ploy of it fine like I went I I went to see it on Friday just because it was the first day it came out and I couldn't go to the midnight screening. I usually go to the midnight yeah. screening of any of them, but. You know, I get it. Yeah, International Women's Day, female-led. Yeah, yay. So all women, you need to identify with this woman. Yeah. Well, I identify more with Clark Gregg, so... <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Um, it was, yeah, a really good one. First one to do, I guess. You know, and I guess, like, thing with Black Widow having her own film is that Black Widow, I get... Like, she's really cool. She's an awesome character, and... But I think her her character and her like her powers somewhat don't really fit into what the the no. MCU that's been built in the same way that like you know who wants to see a Scarlet Witch solo film anyway Elizabeth Olsen with a big round face but um <laughs> <laughs> sorry the Olsens just really annoy me I, I think it was like um that film Liberal Arts with her and um, Arts, yeah. and um thingy from How I Met Your Mother and I was just like oh my god this is the worst film um so I've kind of hated her since then uh yeah so um I think in that respect I think Captain Marvel it was probably good to build up to this moment then you're like Holy shit, she's badass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really pumped for the um, end game now. Yeah, film-wise, 
I've I liked it enough. I think. Yeah. Um, it. I think it's one of those films. That I think on repeat viewing, unfortunately, I think will feel like one of, despite being the first female, um, led Marvel film. I think on repeat viewings, I've got a feeling this may end up being one of the more forgettable ones. I have to really? say. Really. I liked. Oh. I, I didn't hate. I didn't hate it by a long stretch. I, oh. I quite enjoyed it. I thought the like the first half was pretty bland and didn't really didn't really do much to. To, to to get you into the universe, really. But then I suppose the argument against that is everyone that's going to see this is probably going to have seen all the other Marvel movies by now anyway. Yeah. So you're not going to be that bothered. I preferred this to Ant-Man versus Wasp by quite a large margin, I'll be honest. Okay. I think, and also I think part of the reason, there's two reasons for that, is one, I like the fact now that they've just almost just gone, fuck it, we're going all out sci-fi now. Yeah. Uh, so in places, it feel, this feels like Star Wars. Like, oh, yeah. Like, so the like, space stuff was so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. There's some awesome Amazing. space battles in this. And again, like... And, and I, they even got the de-aging better than Star Wars, the yeah, new Star Wars. The de-aging, the de-aging was good. I thought good on Samuel Jackson, not so good on Clark Gregg. Um, oh, I, I, but, I, I was just so awe, in awe of Clark Gregg, yeah. but I, maybe I didn't notice. No, I, fair I don't care, you know. Um, Coulson on screen. Woof. Yeah, no, Coulson's, it was cool to see Coulson back for sure, and young and young Nick Fury to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I think the first half was it was all right, and then I think for me that it, where it started to win points back is where it, and I won't spoil it here, is the trailer leads you in a certain direction about where they're going with the story yeah. and certain characters, and then it pulls the wool under you, and you were just like, ah, yeah. yes, that's a much more interesting way to go with it. Yeah, if it had gone. Where I thought it was going, I've got. I'm trying to be careful here not to spoil yeah, this. Yeah. If it had gone where I thought it was going, I think it would have been too much of a reach to integrate this film with the rest of the MCU. If mm. you see where I'm going from, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. see where I'm coming from, because yeah. I think a lot of people thought, "Oh, there's going to be some something. There's going to be the." So they basically there's the shapeshifters in this film, which isn't a spoiler. No. And I think a lot of people thought certain things would happen with those shapeshifters that might further influence the MCU, and you might find out that yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. a character that you've known and love already was yeah. a shapeshifter. I won't see any further. Well, than in that. comics, like the scrolls yeah. are scrolls and the Kree, yeah. they're like two really important. You yeah. know, as a whole, you know, Secret Wars is a really huge storyline yeah. in Marvel. So that's you know. A lot of comic book readers are going to be like, oh, fucking scrolls on yeah. the screen, amazing. Which you know? is cool, but and what I like is the fact that it didn't it didn't go that way, and I really I'll, I'll give it credit for that because I think that would have been the easy the easy route is to make they de- they definitely made it unpredictable yeah. and changed enough of the characters' kind of identities in a way so you don't know yeah what's going to happen, which I think. Some comic book fans might find that irritating, but I think, but I think comic book films kind of have a, a creative um, rights with that because comic book storylines change so much. Yeah. Films can actually be an extent, um, an arm of that in a yeah, way. You know, absolutely. they can kind of change the universe up in in certain ways. Um, but I thought Brie Larson was good. Brie Larson's great. Don't get me wrong. I said I'm not knocking the film. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm not knocking the film. I preferred it to Black Panther. I enjoyed it enough. Um, and I think the sex of the second half. I think when it kicks, when it all kicks off, there's some fucking awesome sci-fi scenes when she yeah. does get when she does go fucking full on Captain Marvel. That yeah. banging, like okay. that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brie Larson was great. Uh, for me, a lot of the humor didn't hit, but I've got a feeling that's because I was once again 
in a cinema full of people who were laughing like they've never been outside. Oh, God. Like, like the like, internet I, jokes. I'm just like, really? Is that what yeah, we're living in that? Some, <laughs> of, some of the... And I think some of the... Uh, it's set in the 90s. Yeah. I think some of the efforts to go, oh, look, we're in the 90s yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. I agree, felt a bit actually. cat-handed and a bit yeah. overdone. I was like, okay, I know we're in the 90s now. I get it. I grew up in the yeah. 90s. I understand it, it wasn't like that. Like, yeah, and all. I was just like, it just felt... It felt a bit cack-handed at times. In like, terms how many of... girls in the 90s realistically wore white nine-inch nails faded T-shirts? And how easily accessible were white nine-inch nails faded T-shirts? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've got a nine-inch nails T-shirt. It's tight and it's like a, a small black one, you yeah. know? So, like, that because they're fucking industrial goth. Not, yeah. Anyway, and faded as well. Like, come on, it would have been brand new. They didn't yeah. make them <laughs> yeah. faded. <laughs> Jeez, and like that whole outfit is just like, yeah, yeah. That's what all stores in the nineties had: leather jacket, faded t-shirt, and a tartan. That was just like, yeah. So Nine Inch Nails and Nirvana vomited on this mannequin. <laughs> yeah. God's sake. So yeah, I'd say those efforts were a bit clumsy, but that doesn't it doesn't hugely harm the film. And yeah, just people yeah. honestly like. The humour in these films is meant to raise a wry smile. No more than that. It's meant to be mildly amusing. It's not meant to go ah ha 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 ha. And it like, yeah, and it shows how like this like everyone's sort of been brainwashed. Like the the, the biggest rise of a laugh is so anything to do with the internet and phones. Yeah. Oh my page. <laughs> pages. Remember them. Or oh, the cat. The cat in this is funny in places like oh, I like cats as much as the next. Of course. Person. Like who doesn't like cats? Of seriously, course. honest, just so many cat jokes in this, and like, no. and then they do one joke that's great, and then they reuse it immediately afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. why have you done that now? Like, the cat is cool in this. Yeah, it's a good cat, but it's overused. I My think. third cat film in two weeks, I think, because I had Alien, then Keanu, yeah. and then and this yeah, yeah. now two ginger cats. One. Yeah. I think Jonesy's a better cat than Goose. I mean, yeah. I think Goose has definitely got more of a packs a punch, but I think Jonesy's like a, you know. He's there. He fucks shit up. Yeah. He don't care. He's just, he's a cool cat. I don't he's know. He's a cool cat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you think? Do you agree, disagree on the humour? Where, where, where do you stand on the humour in this? I think, I sometimes feel like Disney have, feel like they've got, since Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a diss, it's more of a, I feel like they, they feel like they've got, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're obliged to fit in as many quippy bits as possible. And sometimes yeah. a film doesn't need that many quips. Star Wars Episode Eight <sighs> is a prime example of them trying to make it like a Marvel film. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that another day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 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 It's a prime example of Disney adding quips. Yeah. Um, and some characters' quips work. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy works, and then when some of the Guardians characters interact with other characters, it works. Thor Ragnarok, it works to some extent, but yeah, some some characters when they quip, their their character, their actual personalities don't work that way, I guess. And yeah, I, I and never I really think... imagined Captain Marvel to be a quippy kind of gal. And I think for me, it's just like you. Again, they're all different films and they're all trying yeah, to yeah. identify it as different films in their own right. But ultimately, they are... In my opinion, we're talking about like a really long TV series here, in a way, that's just shown at cinema. Because they're all... Are they surely they not all, all episodes of the same story? Yeah, but so, they all link in, which, yeah. you know, it's amazing. It's, that's not really been Which done is cool. Before. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, 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 all, yeah. I'm all for that. But then my, my problem is, I think the, the tonal... If you look at the tone of Infinity War... Yeah. Like... 
there's a big disconnect between the tone of Infinity War and the tone of Captain Marvel. Oh, completely. Because but Infinity I... War, I quite liked how dark Infinity War got in places, yeah. despite having the Crips in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether that always worked, whether they, I don't know if they, they always need, they don't always need humour. Yeah, but like, then again, I guess that that's just like when you read different comic books that are written by different writers with yeah, different I artists, suppose, it yeah, kind of it reflects fair, yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. And also, it's just like, oh, it's like, I just, I really hope it just doesn't get immortalised as, oh, it's the women's film. Yeah. Oh, it's the one with the uh, the F, you know, female film. Yeah, all women should like this film. Yeah. Oh, goodness sake. Yeah, marketing. God, good work in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's... But yeah. visually it was good. Visually fine. it looks great. It Brie was Larson's fine. awesome. Yeah, it was fine. It was it's a whole it's a fun ride. Um it's not the best MCU film by a long stretch, but at the same time it's nowhere near the worst. Do you think it had a, like um, a subtle LGBT underlying thing going on with with um Carol Danvers and um I've forgotten the woman's name, her friend. Oh, I don't Rambo. know. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was kind of like a thing, but they couldn't go full into that storyline, but it just—I felt like it was. I like it, but yeah. I, I now I think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there was a hint that there maybe there was some more, especially when she when she kind of is reunited with yeah. her friend. Yeah, there's kind of a look there that indicates maybe there was something more to it than yeah. friendship. But uh, yeah, well, well, maybe it's just maybe throwing was, that on the table. Maybe Ooh. there wasn't. So maybe yeah, on second watch we can. Yeah. So yeah, Captain Marvel, like, see it. Yeah. Without a doubt, but yeah. it, you know, measure it against something like Infinity War, or I'm sure mm. against I would I'd be very surprised if M Games anything other than fucking awesome. So yeah. I would say see it, but measure if measure expectation against something like Doctor Strange or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I would definitely. say more it's than more, like more than Infinity act. War or Guardians yeah. One or that kind mm. of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, B, yeah. B plus, I guess, if we were grading it, no, I, I'd go A. Okay. But like some, yeah, not a a star, yeah, a plus. I don't, oh, know, why, GCS... not, I don't know why I've just done that. We're not, grading systems changed now, isn't it? One yeah. five. What's what's a GCSEs? We get like a. Yeah, it's know. all changed. Anyway, now. we're not grading Rubbish. films. I don't know why I just no. graded it. Um. Anyway, right. Bronze that's age. it. For, that's it for Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So go and see it. Let us know if you agree or disagree with us on social media. We'll be back after this brief break with our top five MCU films. list our top five mcu films <laughs> who knew during <laughs> difficult difficult lists though do you think yeah i came up with mine pretty quickly i'll be honest yeah well you would wouldn't you <laughs> god <laughs> you wanted to put flipping spider-verse in there no i'm joking <laughs> i wasn't see, honest right so listeners at home so bear in mind that grace isn't aware that uh, incredible hulk is in fact part of the mcu <laughs> and she came around and she said to me and she said apparently it said to her other half at home oh I bet Paul's put into the Spider-Verse in, but I'm going to tell him it's not part of the MCU. <laughs> like, I am aware into the Spider-Verse is not part of the MCU. Thank you very oh. much. So I know what constitutes oh, well, the I put Spider-Man so. 1 in my Amazing Spider-Man, because I know no, how much you, you love Andrew Garfield. No, you didn't. Cause that's he not, hates Andrew no. Garfield. I do hate Andrew Garfield, that's He's correct. Wrong. Although I still want to see Under the Silver Lake, which is out on Mubi this Friday. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, Mubi are releasing a film. Mubi, Mubi, Mubi. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> right. Um, do you want to start? Um, at number five? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I could start... Uh... Or do you want me to start at number five where you rejig your list? Yeah. That's what it looks like you're doing at the moment. <laughs> right, I'll start then. I'll start. My number five, my fifth favourite uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe film is the original Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon. Um, yeah, 
there's a lot been said about this film, so I'll try and keep it brief. Just seeing them all on screen together for the first time was ace. Uh, Joss Whedon's writing is, for the most part, very, very, very funny here. Um, and the whole film has an energy about it, um, and an energy about it that, that's great. Um, the set pieces, for the most part, are, are, are really, really good. Um, and yeah, there's just something about Whedon's snappy dialogue and the way he manages to get all these big characters together on screen for the first time um, and somehow makes it work. Every, yeah. It feels like everyone, it feels like in this film, every character has room to breathe except Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it feels like the vast majority of the characters have got room to breathe and that's quite nice. With slight downsides for me on Avengers, um, the more I've watched it, um, some of the cinematography is absolute dog shit. Um, like there's so many scenes where like they're firing, a Hawkeye's firing a bow, or someone's yeah. firing lasers. Well, also that was filmed on DSLR. Uh, okay, uh, well it's it's just, it, but it looks like they're firing at nothing. Yeah, for, yeah, uh, yeah. Quite a lot of the film. Okay. Um, the the kind of big New York set piece with the alien army invading was I was like, yeah, I've seen that a lot of times before. Um, so yeah, but that's minor gripes with what I found to be a thoroughly entertaining film. Um, and it stands up pretty well, to be honest. I said, having watched it recently, apart from yeah. a few, apart from a few grumbles. So no, my number five is Avengers. I'm not going to go Avengers Assemble. That's not what it's fucking called. It's called the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five from you. Have you decided? Yeah, I have. Okay. But I just like because it just like <laughs> it just it's so difficult, and I kind of. So this is top five, but like my top five will change because okay. I'm then underneath this. I have got. Like these three aren't my, on my top five list, but I've got Captain Marvel, um, uh, Infinity War, and Doctor Strange. Infinity are like, War doesn't make the top five. It intriguing. doesn't make the top five. Intriguing. It's amazing, but that's what I'm saying. It's like really difficult. Okay. So they're like just yeah, yeah. underneath, but they might go into my top five next yeah. week. So this is just for today. Okay. Right. My number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Volume Unos Ichi On Ein. The first one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> When this film came out, people were very suspicious and didn't think it was going to hit what, like, it was going to take very well. And then when I first saw it, I was just like, this is absolutely brilliant. This is what I want from a film in space. This is what I want from a Marvel film. This was so well cast. The effects look amazing. The plot's really good. It just hits. And it was the, one of the first. Marvel films that was quippy enough, you know the the jokes landed. Yeah, it had that like retro tone going for it. Um, Batista, come on, you gotta love the animal. Um, <laughs> and and um, yeah, I it was just a really refreshing. And then when I started watching the new Star Wars films, I was like, fuck, like why are Star like. Why aren't they doing this? Why can't they do this with their films? Yeah. Why have they managed to cast, like, from the same, you know, like Disney, why have they managed to cast such a bland group of people when Marvel just hits space on the head, really? So, yeah, that's, that's my number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which brings me... Dancing group, yeah? We might be talking about Guardians again later, believe it or not. Oh, um, well, we might be talking about Avengers Assemble again later, <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah, so my number four... Yeah. Or my number Thor... Yeah. Uh, I've just thought of that gag. Yeah. My number Thor... Yeah. ...is Thor Ragnarok. Mine too. Right, well, we can both talk about this then. Yeah, at the same uh, time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, certainly... Certainly... Uh, let's get this out of the way. Certainly owes a debt of gratitude to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, or and the 80s. Say, 
for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how many times we can yeah. do this. And to the 80s yeah. as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, this is Marvel just going, right, we're going to put an auteur in this. Uh, we're going to put Taika Waititi on this and just see what he comes up with. And I was so impressed with how much Marvel just let him run away with the tone of this film. Yeah. Like, it ju- it doesn't care. It is, it's, and I think there was someone, I think IGN do this thing on the, the IGN comments page. Where right. They let uh, the people that the comments are in that respond to the IGN comments page. And it was like, oh, it's such a shame that he didn't take himself seriously enough and it was too much of a comedy. And Ratiti just goes, it was a comedy top. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and it's got the best of the Jeffs in it. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah. And basically, uh, Jeff Goldblum is the grandmaster. I can imagine, and Jeff Goldblum is clearly having the time of his life yeah. in this yeah, film. Completely. And I can imagine he's just been acting and Taika Waititi's gone, uh, Jeff, uh, slight problem with what you're doing here. Can you be a bit more like Jeff Goldblum, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's, he does it again. He's like, no, I, I need some more Jeff Goldblum out of you. Yeah. Uh, clearly having an incredible time. Um, for me, I think, uh, as much as the humour's great, the film lets itself down a little bit when it leaves the Grandmaster behind and goes back to Ragnarok, oh, where, he has to, where he has to fight Hela. I love that. I think it's, it's cool. It looks cool, but I was more interested with what go, what was going on in the in the Grandmaster's planet and the whole Planet Hulk references, because right. um, that's one of the thing, one of the few Marvel things I have yeah, read yeah. from start to finish. So right. I kind of wanted to know a bit more a bit more about that world. Yeah, and because that's it's a comic that I love, and so. and because obviously there's no Hulk films in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> apart from the Incredible. Um, then <laughs> you know it means that Hulk's kind of got um, at least. Some 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 film in the canon. Um, <laughs> um, no, I I I love I love Thor's mythology and I loved Hela and I thought it was amazing that Kate Blanchett was in that. I loved how like relentless and merciless and just like ah fucking killing everyone. And I mean, one it's an amazing film. Um, Taika Waititi is one of my favorite directors. Um, I'd probably say What We Do in the Shadows is one of my favorite films of all time. Hunt for the Wilder People is just incredible. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. Um, there's nothing he's done that I dislike. Um, to even his show that he's got where there's the New Zealand cops who they like fight supernatural <laughs> stuff. Um, that woman's amazing. I always forget her name. The one who's Jeff Goldblum's side. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I think um, she's, great, yeah. she's, yeah, she's in, um, Hunt for the Wilder People as well. Um, yeah, it, it's got everything I like in it. Um, I'd say the things that let it down, I, I don't like Thor with short hair. That's not my Thor. Don't like but that's it. A, yeah, but the way they play that for comedy is brilliant. Yeah, well, especially when the Stanley, Stanley cameo in that. Is, which when kind of, cuts his hair off. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. That kind of like, gives it a bit of, yeah. you know, credence. Yeah. Um, and I... I, lo- I know I know you love Tessa Thompson. I know. I know. She's fine. She's fine. She's a good actress. I don't have I don't have a beef with Tessa Thompson, but her acting drunk is some of the worst drunk acting I've ever seen. <laughs> to the point where she comes off and then she like falls off and I'm like, was she supposed to be drunk then? Like what what was that? Like that kind of took me out a bit cuz she's supposed to be this you know uh, rebellious Valkyrie, yeah. you know whereas yeah. actually she just seems like you know, just a bit of a kind of just, just a girl, just a bit, just a bit feminist actually. Whereas actually, she's supposed to be more like this destroyer yeah. of, you know, of space. I mean, by destroyer, I mean Nicole Kidman and the yeah. destroyer. You know, um, and I also didn't like how they killed off all of Thor's mates in that film as well. For, uh, you know, yeah, I think it's probably for the wider universe to make life easier to uh, have guardians because I like them. I like Guardians to make Thanos more powerful, perhaps. 
yeah well i like them i liked um what's her name lady sif she's good yeah um yeah cool my right. number three shall i say that is it my number three though now surely Go on, then. That way. I don't mind. Would you would you want to go? I next? just said my number Thor Thor four. Number four. Was... My number three. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number I'm three? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna do, do it. it. Avengers do Assemble. It. Avengers Assemble. Yes. Yes, it brought them all together, didn't it? Like you said. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Bloody brilliant that was. Yeah, liked it a lot. And actually I you know, like it was again, it was a bit more serious. It had a re- it was just had a really good plot, you know? And I like it when New York's in danger and it gets saved. And Tom Hiddleston's incredible as Loki. We haven't mentioned that at all yet. Yeah, that's one of the only good things Tom Hiddleston does. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Apart from getting his butt out in the Night Watch. But yeah, <laughs> apparently not that I Back know. Back to Avengers Assemble, please. Yeah, Avengers Assemble. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, I hate when people say that. You know, you know. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Joss Whedon. I love Buffy. He's a really good writer, he's a good director. I think that worked really yeah. well. He knows how to do um write a really good succinct script. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, it was a you know, a really amazing, powerful thing to see these iconic characters on the big screen for the first time. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. What's your number three? My number three is Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh uh, which I think is the first one directed by the Rousseau brothers. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this for me, I went into this with very little expectation. I think this was probably at the height of my superhero fatigue when I sort of dragged myself into Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right. And then I came out and I was just like, "Oh my god, that was great!" Yeah, it was two reasons good. it was great. Two reasons it was great. One, it was kick-ass action film, uh, and the set pieces were fantastic. Um, Sebastian Stan's awesome as the Winter Soldier. He's a wicked villain. Yeah. Secondly, it's like it's what Marvel do so well, which is they go, actually, what you can have, you can have uh, a balls out uh, superhero film with loads of awesome action scenes and all these cool characters, and everything's going to look incredible, and you're going to have a great time watching it. And then do you know what? We'll throw in a half decent conspiracy thriller at the same time. Well, yeah, which yeah. is what they did here. And then you can have Robert Redford as a villain. Yeah, and you're like, I'll take it. I will take yeah, it, yeah, Russo yeah. brothers. Um, like, <laughs> and and at the time, like I, I don't know if you watch Agents of Sh- um, Shield yes, at all. I have, I've, but, I've stopped now, but I did. Yeah, watch yeah, it, but yeah, I yeah. Um, you know, if, if Clark Gregg's not returning for the next season, then I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. But I at the time, and I also was watching um, Agent Carter as well. I so I love, I love yeah. the Shield Hydra yeah. stuff. So actually, yeah, that 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 battle between good and evil in that respect is yeah what i liked most about um darwin i might actually watch winter soldier again after this podcast actually i've seen it so many times yeah i like winter soldier a lot yeah no i do i do that was my number three uh what is your that leads you to number two yeah me doing maths yeah well done you i'm very excited about your number two the two is ant-man ant-man the same ant-man that i've seen yeah it is that's disappointing well, that's fine. You can have that decision. Okay, no, I'm going to tell you why, why Ant-Man. Why do you love Ant-Man? Tell right. us why you love Ant-Man. Ignore my negativity. Um, why do you love Ant-Man? Right. I know a lot of people dislike Ant-Man because they were like, oh, Edgar Wright got kicked off. Boo. Yeah, well, you look just, at the production... Co- you just shut me up. Look at that. <laughs> look at the production team on that fucking film. Come on, you've got, you know, Adam McKay, Paul Rudd, um, whatever. Um, is, that, is Adam McKay? He was, was involved. Involved. I think he co-wrote some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. I'm, yeah. I'm doubting myself. Yeah. Ooh, you I'm know. fairly sure he he came in to redraft it. Cornish involved. Joe Cornish? Was Joe Cornish Edgar Wright. Or is it Buckland? 
Adam and Joe. One of Adam and Joe on it. I haven't drawn. Joe a... Cornish was involved in some capacity, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, again, I'm doubting myself. Facts. Yeah. Come on, come on, Grace. Get in the game with your facts. I know you're tired. It's been a long day. Um, like maybe these podcasts are better when it was the beginning of the day and the facts were fresh. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt myself, but my number two favorite MCU film. Um, yeah, um, Ant Man's a very weird character, um, and he's quite an, an older character, and it was interesting that they went with the scott version instead of a hank but i like how hank and scott were combined and michael douglas is fucking brilliant and paul rudd is one of my favorite actors of all time i love him he can do no wrong in my book he's so good at being able to change in between these um you know romantic comedies um serious roles tv like he and, and i'm really glad that this film basically elevated him to like yeah he's fucking amazing isn't he paul rudd he's brilliant um i loved the heist um the heistness is that a again, it's what we said of with, it with um when soldiers in it is where they give you a superhero film and then they go oh you can have a heist film along with it yeah exactly yeah, you know well, um and i i loved again the plot the de-aging was a bit dodge but i just love the idea that this guy shrinks down to the size of an ant controls ants that he's ant-man and then he can just fucking defeat people that small it's an amazing power like who and that whole sequence when he gets flushed down it's like the borrowers or something gets flushed down there are, the no, pug, you know what, there, pug, there are some cool and, visual sequences yeah. that are quite they are pretty creative because i've always been a big fan of little people films yeah uh, from um the incredible shrinking man is one of my cult favorites i mm, love that film mm, mm. and i even quite liked um downsizing which a lot of people didn't I haven't um, seen that. So, yeah, yet. in fairness, yeah. there are some great visual, some great visual touches here. And I think the combination of all those people being involved. I know, like, if Edgar Wright had done it, I think it would have been a very the the bits that they retained with the Thomas the Tank Engine going large and the yeah. heist theme and everything. I think he bought the cool indie film credibility with the British heistness. I think a lot of the manic energy and certainly I. For me, you could tell where Edgar Wright started and, and stopped and everything yeah. else picked up. And the yeah. film, for me, based on that, it's not because I'm butthurt that he got kicked off or, yeah, yeah, or left yeah. with great difficulties, right. although yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, but I understand why, because he wanted to make something standalone and they wanted a they wanted yeah. an MCU film. But for me, it just feels a bit disjointed because Edgar Wright is, is such an auteur, I would say. You can, you can tell when you're watching something by Edgar Wright. And then you go, oh, now I'm watching by something by someone else. Right. So for me, the film felt a little bit disjointed in places. See, I felt like if it wasn't for him working on Ant-Man, we wouldn't have had a baby driver. Because I think mm. that film, because I, I mean, I, I like Edgar Wright's films, but, I, but I'm not a massive fan of some people I know, like hardcore, no. like Cornetto Trilogy, they're yep. my favourite films. I only really like Shaun of the Dead. I right, wasn't okay. that fussed yeah, about Hot Um But I think... With this film, it kind of allowed him to go, ah, right, so people from America like what I do in a British context, but maybe it doesn't actually apply to an American context. So how can I combine those, my vision with to an american audience and then baby driver was born yeah. and how bloody brilliant was that film baby you know was a lot of fun, yeah. so um but yeah no i think i think ant-man was fresh and new and um i i it's one of the ones that i go back to a lot and rewatch I think that's what what my list is is going is the films that I go well, back and revisit, favorite, yeah, which is going to be your favourites you've watched. Them Not the necessarily the best, but no. the ones that yeah, yeah, you know. your favourites, absolutely. Mm. Uh, number two for me, yeah, another Rousseau brothers entry, yeah, Infinity War. 
Yeah, um, good. Again, it didn't. It left me. I wouldn't say it left me cold on first viewing at the cinema because I enjoyed it. Enjoyed the spectacle, uh, and then I watched it a second time at home, and it knocked my head off in terms yeah. of just being. It's just an adrenaline ride. It looks oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, the villain they've crafted in Thanos is superb, mm, mm, like yeah. absolutely superb. And villains are not have not always been the strength of the MCU, mm, um, for sure. Mm. There's been, I mean, Loki's decent, Killmonger was decent, but Thanos is just superb because you do end up. There are moments in Infinity War you're just like, is he right? Yeah. Like, oh, is he the bad? Is he really the bad guy here? Mm, um, mm. Yeah. The the set pieces are nothing short of of incredible. It's nice to see the Guardians of the Galaxy in something. Yeah. Uh, in anything, because I yeah. love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, mm. I th- there's times when it feels like it's trying to probably juggle too many characters. I think I don't think it's, I don't think it's it always gets that balance right. But then I don't think it was ever mm. going to because mm. it has to deal with a lot. Mm. And I think, to be honest, I don't think with all that it had to balance with all that with all the expectation heaped upon it. I don't think they could have done a much better job with what they had in front of them. To be, to no. be perfectly honest, and I think it's just it's just an incredible. Uh, just an incredible science fiction oh yeah completely and I I think the only reason I haven't put it in my top five is because I feel like I I haven't closed that chapter yet so I would actually it would be likely that when Endgame comes out I'll put Infinity War Endgame as one big like you know Avengers Infinity Game Infinity Game yeah yeah um, but no, it's an amazing film. It's just that's the reason why I didn't yeah. go in my top five. No, I think yeah, as I said, just I enjoyed it a lot respect. more second view, and I just think it's pacey. It's very well directed. Um, it's just a whole heap of fun. It is um, a whole heap of fun. It's a very very entertaining, pacey, enjoyable film. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number two. Um, that leads you to your number one, Grace. Yeah, which is going to be I'm not really, sure what really this surprising. Is be, to be honest, because yeah. I didn't expect to have Ant Man at number two. So yeah. <laughs> is it is it the Incredible Hulk? That's <laughs> <laughs> X-Men Last Stand. No, um, it's um just. Thor, number one. The first Thor. The, th- the first Thor. The first, the first Thor. First the first Thor. Thor. <laughs> yeah. Why? Kenneth Branagh. Um, it's. I like it enough. I'm just yeah, intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it top an MCU. List no, no, before. no. Um, I wasn't that into Iron Man as right. a character. I mean, the like, and and on rewatch one and two, I still don't really connect with those films. So then when Thor came along. I didn't really know a lot about Thor as a character. And I just remember sitting in that cinema and just being like, well, that was fucking cool, wasn't it? Because for me, like, it's got Thor's a character where you combine this, you've you've got your space, you've got your mythology, and then you've got the classic story of person falls to earth and can't compute with modern day stuff. And um, I think it's set up the tone oh sorry i'm knocking the mic Urgh, it set up the tone it set up the tone for me of what the mcu was gonna be right i love the chemistry that natalie portman brings to that film i'm yeah. really i i think jane foster is such a good character and her relationship with thor is in the comics and in the early um uh yeah really like like bronze age comics that's like a a a love that's always like keeps being evaluated and uh yeah um and and also when you're you're then like fuck they got natalie portman in these movies fuck okay this is gonna be good um and chris hemsworth like god like this guy who's just basically come from dancing with the stars soap to suddenly be like oh hi i'm thor 
check me out you know tom hiddleston like what was tom hiddleston doing before being loki like this whole and 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 then you've got fucking anthony hopkins and it's just um yeah and the and i know like the villain is just um a big robot from asgard but yeah i just i i I just that was the that was the one that was like fuck i'm gonna like this and it's again it's one of the ones that i will re-watch and enjoy every single time because the dialogue's really good the acting's really good the tone is amazing it's got clark gregg in it you know so (laughs) (laughs) yeah good yeah good i might reassess that one as well i've Mm. always enjoyed i didn't Always quite like Thor. I think people forget about it, especially now Thor Ragnarok, and then they get all Dark World. It's like, yeah, okay, fine, but I I mean, I don't really dislike Dark World apart from Cat Jennings's Dennings, Cat Dennings, sorry, is used a bit too much in Dark World. Um, but um, but you know, still, I still kind of enjoy Dark World, and and that the the um the Thor Loki relationship is something that actually is really integral to the whole of the MCU. You know, it it appears in some form in almost every film they're in together. So I kind of see that as like a, the spine of all the other characters sometimes in a way. I don't know. I I can see that. I can see that. Uh, My number one then. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Hee hee. Genuinely. Doesn't make, that makes sense. Like I just, I don't know. I think at the time, I was a bit again. It's like I said, as I said at the beginning of the show, superhero fatigue. Yeah. Occasionally hits me. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was something I knew nothing about. I've never read the comics, and I yeah. think most of the people who claim to have read the comics are probably lying to you, listeners. Yeah, to be yeah, honest. yeah, probably because I have. No one had read the comic, no. the Guardians comics, really. I'm not, I'm not saying no one in the whole world, and but, especially yeah. not with those characters because no. the Guardians of the Galaxy were actually the characters that are in at the end of volume. Two with yeah. Sylvester Stallone, like yeah. all the yeah with Yondu. Yeah, so and have you. I think, and again, it was a massive financial gamble on um, yeah. on Marvel's behalf to actually launch this. Yeah, uh, James Gunn was an incredibly left field choice of filmmaker, having yeah. had a background in trauma uh, and uh, Super and Slither, yeah, and some quite squelchy exploitation stuff that was all pretty good, to be fair. So okay. uh, James Gunn was a director that I liked anyway. Yeah, and yeah, I came into this like as probably a bigger sci fi fan than I am comic book fan. Um, so for me, this this didn't feel like a comic book film, which was great. And I think this this for me heralded the, heralded the start of them changing how these films felt. Yeah. Like in terms of fact, this this to me just felt like an epic space opera. Yeah. Do you feel um, like when you watched it, you were kind of like, oh, this is what it would have been like watching Star Wars the first time? Yeah. Did you get it, that it excitement? Felt like Star Wars. And to yeah. be honest, I think I I probably had overall. I think if if I look back, like in. in I think it, I think you can compare Guard- the Guardian series to the Star Wars series. In fairness, with, with what they've done now, mm. um, and I think I, I look back now and I think as much as I like Force Awakens at the same time, that like, I'm a massive, massive Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um. So we'll always have a I'll always have a soft spot for Star Wars, except yeah. the Last Jedi. Um. But and I just think there was something about this that felt like it was almost like modernizing the concept of Star Wars. Really, it was like Star Wars, but with this just very individual sense of humor. Yeah. That, that really could might not have worked, but really did. It was very, it was very, very strange in places, and I think it's it's testament to James Gunn that he managed to a keep his stamp on these films. Um, in the same way that I was saying about Thor Ragnarok going and Thor mm. Ragnarok's Guardians, a huge debt yeah, of gratitude yeah. in the fact that he got away with with having such a 
such an obvious signature on the film. Yeah. Um, and James Gunn's humour shines through here and his enthusiasm for the characters is is, is undoubtedly there. Yeah. And then you've got such a, a good mix of characters, great performances from from everyone involved. Mm. Um, and certainly the arrival of Dave Bautista on the scene. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt in a starring role for the first time was great. Yeah, um, yeah, straight off from yeah, Parks and Rec. Like... here was, was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Zoe Saldana, everyone. Everyone yeah. involved really, really was great. Could here. actually deal with Bradley Cooper. I could actually deal with Bradley Cooper yeah. in a movie. And you even Vin Diesel just saying one word for the entire yeah. time. So Groot was a brilliant creation. Yeah, the whole thing just resonates with me. It's just so much fun. Yeah. That's the important thing, I think, with the Marvel films is 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 that they are fun. They can be, and that doesn't mean they can't be dark. That's not yeah. what I'm getting at, because the Dark Knight series is fun and dark yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time. So it's not saying they can't be dark at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Guardians, it, yeah, it just, it, yeah, it, it felt like, as you said, I think it would, it, the closest thing to probably watching Star Wars for the first yeah. time is watching Guardians of the Galaxy. It felt like it was establishing a universe and characters that you really cared about and would care about for films that go on and on and on. And that they're yeah. characters that you feel you can watch. And okay, the second one's not as good, but it's still got those characters. It's still got that energy to it. I forgot about Ronan the Accuser being in Captain Marvel and how yes. excited I was for that. And then that it's like, cool, yeah. <gasps> yes, the Kree are involved in the Guardians. And yeah. will the Kree come back in Guardians 3? Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, Captain Marvel just went more awesome again. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, as I said, I've said this before in this show, I love sci-fi and this is balls out sci-fi as much as it yeah. is a Marvel film. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is my number one. Thor is your number one MCU film. Uh, let us know via social media what your number one MCU film is. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much us done for the week. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, what are we going to, just in case we, you know, do do a, a podcast next week, I'm going to go and see what men want because that Welcome to Wakanda joke in the trailer cracked me up. Okay, that was the only good bit of the trailer. I would, for, for me. I'm sold. And, I, and do you know what? I, when I was younger, I got taken to see what men want and what women want in the cinema. So I feel it's right okay. to go and watch what men, I see where you're <laughs> what from. men want. Um, what is out on Friday? What are we on on Friday? We are what men want. The, is what men want? Is that the only thing out? I think so. Captain Marvel continues... Captain Marvel. I don't think anything's going to launch against Captain Marvel, is it? No. Um, okay, well, maybe we'll go and see what men want. Maybe I will. Or maybe <laughs> I'll just go, oh, I'm really sorry. The move has taken much longer than I expected it to take. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Um, cool. I'll just upload yeah. a video coming out of it onto the Strangers in Cinema. Yeah. And just go, Wah! Yeah, here's my review. Here's my review. Yeah. That joke so, was still hilarious. Yes, we may be back next week, depending on how my move goes. If we're not, we will certainly be back the week after that with a review of Jordan Peele's Us, because that isn't that far off either, uh, which is not? very exciting. I feel like you're more excited I'm than I am. I'm psyched for this, because that's one of the best trailers I've seen for Really? Yeah. I, was, I was a bit underwhelmed, oh, but sorry. I am very excited for Us. I honest. guess, you yeah. know... not. Be, not agreeing on things makes life more exciting, it doesn't does. it? Yes, listeners. It does. <laughs> uh, right. So basically, we're going to go now, and Grace right. is going to look up to see whether uh, the Incredible Hulk is canon in the MCU, and then apologise <laughs> to me uh, when she's proven wrong. Anything more to add? Or no, no, no. Okay, you're not going to come back at me with anything. No, no. I'm just going to let you do that. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Right. Anyway, we've been strange in the cinema. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Shut up and sit down.